and welcome to Remember Music Videos. Each week, we'll chat about music videos that we love from an album of one of our favorite artists. We'll talk about the good, the bad, and even some things in between. My name is Dio. My name is Crystal, and we will be your resident music video aficionados. We've done some research, so you don't have to. We'll share little tidbits, fun facts, and our perspective on how we think these videos not only impacted the culture, but what they mean to us personally. We're sharing our love of them and hope you love them too. And if you want to check out the music videos we're talking about, uh, feel free to check out our playlist on YouTube, um, on Apple Music, and on Facebook. Uh, with that being said, uh, let's get it cracking. Hey, Crystal. Hi. How's it going? Living life, loving life. As, as you should. How about you? What's going on? The huge. Oh. Just, you know, enjoying, enjoying the day. Don't let it get away. What is that you say? It's a beautiful day. <laughs> ah! um, okay, so if you hear thunder and lightning, well, you can't hear lightning, but if you hear thunder, it's because we're in the middle of a thunderstorm. Be careful over there. Do you need to unplug everything? I know. Um, if I get shocked, it's well worth it because we're covering En Vogue this week and their second album some might say sophomore album funky divas funky divas yes that was a classic if you will um and how electrifying were the gals from in vogue <laughs> am i right totally is it en vogue well it's en vogue right but if you really say it in french it's en vogue <laughs> en vogue yeah they're just in vogue to us <laughs> And I think they refer to themselves as, as as in vogue. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those terms that we kind of took yeah. over, right? Like je ne sais quoi. Yeah. Or pied à terre. Yeah. Or pret à manger. <laughs> or au bon pain. Au bon pain. So it's interesting that you bring up the word vogue because their original name was going to be for you for me for for you yes the the, the number four and then <laughs> the letter u um and then they changed it to vogue but then there was another group who had that name so they were like okay we can't have that name so then they were just kind of like we're gonna throw an en in front of that and it's gonna be in vogue and the rest as you say the rest as they say is historia <laughs> or herstory there you go that's even better yeah <laughs> we love in vogue right like i like to say in vogue was the first um girl group that ever existed oh wow uh, wow <laughs> not really but it felt that way right like it felt like they kind of uh really paved the way for a younger audience right younger girl groups um because they had them as a road model and um you know they're really successful and um yeah they were just gorgeous a gorgeous quartet that you know had looks they had the, the pipes yes um yeah overall great package yeah as you mentioned they were a quartet but originally they were going to be a trio so denzel foster and thomas mcelroy who were their producers they were looking to put together a female group in the vein of like the 50s and 60s um girl groups think like you know the supremes and um, 
they held auditions. I believe about 3,000 people showed up. They chose Cindy, Dawn, Maxine, because they were looking for three. Terry, though, actually missed the audition or she was late for the audition. So they had already kind of made up their mind. But then when they heard her finally audition, they were like, oh, got to have her. It's a quartet now. And then the rest, as they say, is herstory. I got it right that. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that definitely has happened before, right? Like they've made bands like making the band, right? Danity Kane. Um, <laughs> we have your NSYNC's Factory Boys, right? Where they didn't really know each other. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's been happening. So I guess that's what a girl group is, right? Yeah. Sometimes, yeah, and that's what is, you know, that was the um, that was the idea of of Denzel Forster and Thomas McElroy. That's what they wanted to kind of put together. And then they did the lion's share of production um, across both of these albums, if not all of the production across um, both of these albums. And just a little fun fact that I thought was interesting: both. Um, Denzel Foster and Thomas McElroy were original members of the group Club Nouveau. Do you remember that group? Oh, yeah. Wait, what did they sing? Yeah, they had that song, Jealousy, um, which was a response to the Timex Social Club song called Rumors. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a whole other, other thing yeah. because I remember when they came out, it's like, I was confused. I thought they were the same group, but they were different, but they kind of sounded the same. So there was there was a bit of a kerfuffle with that. But anyway, Club Nouveau, um, their jealousy. They also had Why You Treat Me So Bad, which I used to love. And then they had the big um, Lean On Me cover that they, mm -hmm. that I remember, you know, the, the you know, I think it was uh, 98.7 Kiss FM. They would play it at the same time every morning. And that's kind of what woke me up, my clock. I was like, that song is coming on. Yeah. Oh, memories. Yeah. Wh which one? Lean on me? Lean on me. Yeah. Oh, and that was the song that they used for the movie, right? Lean on me. Oh, I think so. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Which they shot in Patterson, New Jersey, where I, where I grew up. <laughs> Look at Patterson. I know. <laughs> Maxine Jones was born in Patterson. Maybe you saw her. Did you see her on the street? Um, yeah, we used to, no, I, I'm sure I didn't, I'm sure I was walking at a really fast pace and I was probably two. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like, you know, bands coming together, being producers and being members of other bands from, from way back. It's like, we're all connected somehow, you know, so they put these four women together. So Cindy, Maxine, Terry, and Dawn, all very different, um, different vocal styles. But when they came together, um, the sound was just like, you couldn't really deny that sound. It's like um, Voltron. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a geek, sorry. <laughs> nerd <laughs> yeah so they had you know we, we they had their that first album born to sing that was their debut album i loved hold on so much i when i first heard that song you know it starts out with that 
who's loving you, those who's loving you lyrics, which I had never heard before that time. Um, then later on, I kind of heard the, the Jackson five version of it. Um, and then we know that there was a, a Smokey Robinson version that was done previous to that. Um, but then hearing that acapella and then getting right into the song and like that beat drop in, I just remember it was just like the most amazing thing that I had heard up until that moment, I felt. And that's kind of how I feel a lot of times. That's that's the beauty of, of music. When you hear a song, you're like, mm. oh my God, that's amazing. And then you're like, I've never heard anything like that. And I never will hear anything like that again. But you do hear other songs that you connect to and you still kind of have that, that same feeling. So that was that feeling with this song. I had it on a cassette tape. I was a teen, so I would pop the cassette tape in um, my mother's car and ride around with the windows down, playing it really loud and um, wanting other people to hear that I am playing this song because I know how good it is. Yes. <laughs> but I, I do love the, the, yes, the acapella um, intro to that, uh, to the song, right? Yeah. Um, and I mean, that's drama. That's showmanship. So it's so, you're right. It's so dramatic. <laughs> But it's good. It's good. I love it. It's perfect. So, um, you know, they had a couple of other hits off of that um, album. And then they did the second album, which is the Funky Divas album, um, as that follow-up. It actually took about three weeks to lay down the vocals. And then the um, remaining production took about another month. It was nominated for five Grammy Awards. It won an American Music Award for Favorite Soul R&B Album. And they were also honored at the 1993 Soul Train Music Awards and given the Sammy Davis Jr. Award for Entertainer of the Year. The album debuted at number one on the U.S. Billboard Top R&B Albums chart, and it peaked at number eight on the Billboard 200. And to date, this was their biggest album, and it sold over 5 million worldwide. Yeah, they had a lot of great tracks off that album. And it really hit mainstream, right? Like, I feel like it was on radio, especially for like R&B. Oh, yeah. It'd be like, you don't always think pop when it comes to like R&B, especially and girl groups, right? Well, I guess old yeah. school, right? Girl groups, but not modern day, like 90s. Yeah. And that's why I said they were the first ones that ever existed in, in history. <laughs> I think it, it paved the way for the younger groups because record execs saw the success. They saw the crossover success and they're like, oh, let's replicate this, right? Let's let's sign these girl groups. And yeah, um, yeah because of Ben Rogue, we get artists like SWV, we get Escape, TLC, yep. you know, Danny B. Kane. <laughs> Do you have a hurricane? Is that a Danny Kane song? Yes. Oh, okay. Sorry. No, it's damaged. Because my heart is damaged. Oh, right, right, right. Right, right, right. I thought that I should let you know. Another classic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Are we doing a Danny Kane episode? You tell me. Oh, maybe. <laughs> I can't I can't think of anything right now. You literally have to tell me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they had some bangers. Um and mash so um what i was surprised is that um uh, i did not know en vogue was from oakland mm. in, in my mind especially growing up r&b was with any music i heard i thought assumed was east coast and from new york 
Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, I didn't realize there was this whole scene in Oakland mm-hmm. um, for R&B. And it's like, you know, you have Raphael Sadiq, Tony, 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 right? Yeah. Um, and then in my mind, I just thought they were all East Coast, <laughs> right? So does that make you self-centered? Egocentric? Self-absorbed. Stupid. No, I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> check, 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 check. It all feels right. <laughs> no, but that makes sense. I mean, if you're you're based in, in on the East Coast, like I know that, that totally makes sense. It, it wasn't until later on, I'm like, oh my God, like there were different scenes and different, um, there's different cities <laughs> in the US. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, what I loved about En Vogue was they were, you know, there's like modern R&B, but it's always looking back. It's a sense of nostalgia. Like with, you know, the golden age of uh, girl groups was like from the 50s to the 70s, right? Um, yep. You had like, you know, doo-wop, you had the Chantels, the mm-hmm. Marvelettes, the Supremes, of course. Yep. Like, um, of course, yep. And they, on their first album, they did a cover of the Andrews Sisters, Boogie Boogie Bugle Boy. Yep. Um, and so that's kind of like going back like even to the 40s. And yeah, so it's just modern day nostalgia. And um, all the girls were gorgeous, like Terry, Cindy, Maxine, and Dawn. But yeah. I think Maxine was my favorite because one, she was the shortest one. And yes, she's from Patterson. So <laughs> <laughs> loved. Yeah. I mean, they they were just glamorous. They They felt like like they could be actresses. Like they were just, they had, they were gorgeous. It's funny that you mentioned that Maxime is your favorite because my favorite was Cindy. But when I'm revisiting, when I'm, you know, doing new research, I was like, no, Maxine's my gal. She's the shit. I mean, no, no disrespect to any of them, right? None at all. All of the women, gorgeous, gorgeous and tight. They all have their unique, you know, sexiness to them yeah i mean yeah cindy for hold on she like she was the lead on that and was great yeah and dawn of course right dawn's amazing and yeah yeah and they've got terry too love terry they all have that special something that they that they add to the group it's like the french call je ne sais quoi yes yes they all yes they have that they have on français yeah they have it on vogue yeah all right absolutely <laughs> absolutely yep and that's why they were able to say my loving you're never gonna get it hey yeah no <laughs> it's it's true yeah flawless transition absolutely flawless yeah that was the first single from this album it came out in march of 1992 as mentioned um and for Going forward for the rest of the the tracks, Denzel Foster and Thomas McElroy produced this. It contains a sample of the guitar riff from James Brown's Big Payback. Um, James Brown just influencing hip-hop and R&B more than anyone could ever have possibly imagined. Really had massive influence on the music genre as a whole. You know who else? You know who else uh, samples Big Payback? Um, Total. What can't you see? That's that's in there. Oh yeah, yeah. It's such a a great song to sample. 
Yeah, totally. Matthew Rolston was the video director. Um, and if we recall, he was also the video director for Brandy's Best Friend, as well as Escapes Feels So Good. Frank Gatson Jr. also choreographed this. He also did I Want to Be Down for Brandy. Uh, and he did that along with Travis Payne and Lavelle Smith Jr. This song reached number two on the U.S. Billboard 100 and, and peaked at number one on the Billboard Hot R&B Singles. It also charted well internationally. Uh, it was one of the last songs to be recorded for the album. Our homegirl, Maxine, and the super sultry Dawn shared lead vocals on that one. They were nominated for multiple MTV Video Music Awards at the 1992 ceremony, taking home the award for Best Choreography. And they took home our hearts as well. Yeah, they did. <laughs> but this music video was amazing. Um, well, as a gay man, this video is, <laughs> is amazing because the video is definitely inspired by Broadway. Yep, yep. Um, so you see the stage lights in the background. You have dancers dancing, doing their thing. Um, we see the ladies dressed up in outfits that look like they're straight out of Dreamgirls. Like mm -hmm. they're wearing shimmery mini dresses, amazing hair, and uh, legs for days. Days. <laughs> Weeks, months, years. Um, we also see them in black outfits and curly hair, uh, which is giving kind of Chicago. Yep. Um, we see uh, we see a guy following one of our girls out. Um, I think it's Terry. I'm not quite sure. Um, but it seems like it's due to an art argument that mm -hmm. they had. Um, but he did his magic and he wooed her back. And so she was no longer upset. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works. Yeah. Um, and so we see Dawn uh, next to like a ballet bar, which of course is a, a nod to Sweet Charities. Hey, big spender. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it's giving Fosse without the technique, definitely. Um, yeah. Uh, and you definitely see the, the, you know, oh, wow. Did you hear that thunder? I did. Oh, my. Let me know if you need to take cover. Oh, no, it's fine. I will risk it all for these ladies. Um, so, um, but definitely giving sweet charity when you see all the girls line up next to the bar, because that's definitely that opening, that, that number. Um, I wrote down in my notes, big hair, because Dawn is giving big hair Huge. and I love it. Yeah. I'm living it for it. Um, and the girls are doing a girl group choreo, which I call, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is amazing. Then we see the silhouette of one of our girls, which I think is Terry, uh, with the love interest walking to her. And it's giving like film noir. Mm -hmm. um, so it feels like something's going to go down. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, suspense is killing me. But then we go back to like, you know, the footage of the girls performing. <laughs> and then it's time for a breakdown. <laughs> and that's uh, where we hear it from like the song where it sounds like a man who's like giving instructional videos like from the 40s yep and then we hear the girls say never gonna get it and that the way they're you know they're breaking that like they're saying singing never gonna get it it sounds like you know the andrew sisters that like i mentioned earlier yes. it's kind yep. of like um yeah and then we've 
while they're singing that breakdown, we're fading in and out of all the girls, and it's just like energizing, right? Like, it's, they, and they look, they all look fabulous. They all look mm-hmm. amazing. Um, and then we end it with, you know, when they go bop, <laughs> which right. is definitely a nod to like do up, right? Yep. So it's so good. Um, and then um, there's a point where um, th- we see the silhouette of Terry and she smacks the shit out of homeboy. Yeah. And, he, <laughs> and she knocks him out, right? Powerful. She knows what strength she has. And speaking of legs, she raises her foot as if she's going to kick him. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so be careful about that. And uh, yeah, and she walks away. And during like all the video, like th- throughout the video, we see uh, um, a guy dressed in a Zentai. I think it's Zentai suit. Mm-hmm. And that's basically like, they're like in spandex or like nylon. And yep. they're covered from head to toe. And I guess they're, he's there dancing all covered up because he's never going to get anything from from them. He's not even going to see them. He's not going to hear them. He's not going to taste them. Mm. And so they have him dancing around through the whole uh, video. Um, and then the video ends with the girls just, you know, walking off stage, giving um, a good walk. Right. Um, fabulous. <laughs> fabulous music video. And it's empowering, right? It's like, my love, you're never going to get it. Um, not this time. You may have had it once, um, but not no mo's. Right. But I do love the p- part of the song where Maxine uh, tells us that she gives to the needy and not the greedy. Yes. <laughs> When you're locked, when you're losing. <laughs> well, Terry agrees. She goes, mm-hmm, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, like you said, like when you're lacking, you're losing. And, and then she's out the door. Yeah, totally. Uh, I saw the big, big, you know, Fosse influence in this, in this video. And then we know that Frank Gatson choreographed uh, Beyonce's single ladies as well. So clearly a huge fan of um of of Fosse and you know this seems to me it was giving me a little bit Hollywood the fact that they were dressed in these different outfits and these you know these glamour shots of them these close-ups very in tune with um Matthew Austin's style for sure yes um and in terms of you know that that breakdown that's the beauty of in vogue because they're gorgeous but they're also very talented not only do they have great voices individually but when you put them together the harmonies oh so good that's talent like it, it it's one thing to kind of sing on your own but to actually harmonize and blend with with somebody else and then it's just to sound that good um, and then we'll definitely get into it, you know, later down later when we start talking about other tracks. Yeah. But those background vocals are like, oh my goodness, amazing. Um, so yeah, just an just an all around great video, great video for them to kind of come out as their first single from this album. I mean, for an R and B song, it's it's high energy, but not you know what I mean? Not like your yeah, gush gush. Totally. <laughs> dance dance music but you you do feel energized when you hear that song i'm sure there's a gush gush version somewhere 
<laughs> you know the gays. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You know, but yeah, they definitely give us something to feel. Absolutely. You're killing it. You're killing it. You're killing it. <laughs> um, Why would you say that? <laughs> yeah, because that leads us right directly into our second single, which is giving him something he can feel. How about that? How about that? That came out about three months after the first single. It um, was produced by Denzel Forster and Thomas McElroy. This was actually originally um, written by Curtis Mayfield. It's the cover of a song that was featured in the film Sparkle, which was performed by Sister and the Sisters, which consisted of Lynette McKee, which is one of my favorite actresses, the late Irene Cara and Dawn Smith. Um, and also just an interesting fact to note, the version that appears on the Sparkle soundtrack for the original Sparkle film on that soundtrack was actually done by Aretha Franklin and the Kitty Hayward singers. Aretha Franklin did all the songs on the soundtrack. Oh, that I did not know. Yeah. Which was surprising, right? Because like, all the actresses or most of the actresses in sparkle like were reputable like actresses that could sing so yeah but could they sing like aretha i mean who can sing like aretha <laughs> me yeah yes no 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 <laughs> would you like to um pleasure us with a <laughs> rendition <laughs> Um, I don't think the world is ready for that. Um. <laughs> well, you let us know when you're ready. We'll do. Um, we had Dawn on lead vocals for this one. Okay, Dawn. We see you, Dawn. Um, it peaked at number six on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100, and it peaked at number one on the Billboard Hot R&B Singles chart. And in the U.K., it was also released as a double A-side with Free Your Mind. And it also featured some cameos from different different fellas that were around in the um during the time of this of this filming. At a BC. Yes. Do you remember at a BC? Yeah, absolutely. But what I called him when we were watching this show, we called him Tiny Hat. Oh, that's right, Tiny Hat. In Oz, he had that little tiny hat. And the hat never moved no matter what he was doing. They had, that hat was splayed. Never, no matter what. He could be in a, a, a knockdown, drag down fight. That hat was not moving. Yeah. Yeah. We were like, did we watch Oz together? Or I think we just talked about it. It's possible. No, I remember you mentioning Tiny Hats. This sounds familiar. If you Google Adabisi and then Oz, one of the first or second pictures that will pop up is him with that little knit cap just right here, just right on top of his, <laughs> on top of his head. He was so hot. Yeah, he was attractive. Yeah, he was super attractive. Yeah. So hot. I will say, like, this definitely featured cameos from, like we mentioned, Adobisi, whose real name, I'm going to try to pronounce it, is Adewale Aknoye Agbaje. Hopefully I did it okay. Um, and... Say it again. Nope, not going to do it again. <laughs> and then we had Johnny Gill. Yes. We had um, Elder Barge. 
Mm-hmm. We also had Dorian Harewood, which I remember in the from the 80s, there was a TV film that came out, the Jesse Owens story, and he played the lead character of of Jesse Owens. But when I was back then, I was I was much younger and much more naive. And I thought that that actually was Jesse Owens at the time. Oh. Because it was back then, it's like, oh, if it's TV, then it's real. Like those are, are the people. Yeah. And he did some some other things as well, but um he was in, in the video and he also was in the original film Sparkle. Right. Yeah. But I will say all the other dudes that were in the uh, in the video that I either was not familiar with or maybe they just weren't quote unquote celebrities, they all were attractive in their own ways. And they um, this video just was like smoking, smoking hot. So you have the ladies and then you have the dudes watching them. It's just kind of like it's a little bit of an of, of overload. I can't even imagine being on that on that set, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I mean the girls looked amazing. Like they were dressed in long, long red dresses with uh, black elbow yep. length gloves, and there was do they were doing their uh, girl group choreo. <laughs> yep, handsome audience, and they have like the girls have their attention, right? Like they are like paralyzed. Yes, <laughs> lusting over them. Um, there's even one man who overtly takes off his wedding ring and puts it in his pocket. To be clear. Yes. <laughs> and the ladies don't seem to be phased about it. They're like, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, my favorite part is when they take off the glove and start doing a choreo with glove. Gloveography, if you will. <laughs> I wrote showmanship. 100%, yeah. Or showwomanship. Oh, yeah. Um, And then, like, I remember watching that music video and... I don't know why it just was really soothing. I guess it's really nice to see really attractive people, right? Like yeah. <laughs> lusting after each other. Um, but I don't know. I remember watching the mu- music video and thinking, like, "Oh wow!" Like women, and I guess men too. Like they could use their sexuality as power, right? Yeah. Because the guys were just like they didn't know what to do. They were like captivated, right? Yeah. And and like the women knew their power and I kind of love that. Right. Like, you know, I always say like when I was younger, I was all about like female empowerment and seeing that I was like, yeah, do it. Like it was enlightening. Right. And I do remember when the, when the song came out and um, the lyric, one of the lyrics that I loved was uh, we're living in a world of ghetto life. Everyone seems so uptight, but nothing's wrong and it's all right. Yeah. And that's just soothing because I like growing up in a, you know, in an urban. Oh, God. Oh, wow. Did you hear that? Yes. <laughs> oh, man. All right. I hope I don't die this no. episode. <laughs> I hope not either. So, like I was saying, um, yeah, growing up in like Patterson, New Jersey, it was rough, right? And everyone, everyone was serious. Like everyone was like hustling and everyone was like working and, there was a stress there's a stress that you have right uh, but then hearing someone say nothing's wrong it's all right it's just soothing and comforting and just a mellow r&b song is just so soothing to me um and so yeah so i i love this song yeah there's there's one thing i noticed where when we first when the when the video first opens up there's a car that's driving 
buy like a limousine, I think. But as that limousine is driving up, there's a sign that says, beware of dog. <laughs> so I feel like, <laughs> I feel like that's trying to say something. Of course. You say men are dogs. Is that, <laughs> is that what you're saying? That's, that, that's what I, that's how I take it. No. I think it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I do love that, you know, Sparkle, the movie was done in 1976, but like the story takes place in the late fifties and sixties. Right. So going back to what I was saying earlier, nostalgia, right? It's a, it's a common theme that we see um, throughout their career. Yeah. And um, just, you know, going back for a second to what you said about the dudes, they were getting so hot under the collar. Like they all kind of had these different reactions, but regardless of the reaction that they had, I think it was clear that they were turned on by what they were by what they were seeing no it's true i mean like that's that's that power that i was talking about right like that you know we all have you know with our sexuality it's like let's use it let's use it for good yeah yeah (laughs) they were they were giving them something to feel all right yeah and you know to be able to do that you should be able you know to free your mind and and the rest will follow. So our next video is Free Your Mind. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's insane. How did that happen? That video was choreographed again by Frank Gatson and Travis Payne and Lavelle Smith Jr. And that video was directed by Mark Romanek. Yeah, some people call it, some people say Romanek and some say Romanek. So unclear interesting so mark mark r mark r directed <laughs> this this video and he also did um among other videos he did janet jackson's got till it's gone he also did scream with janet and michael jackson which uh, got him a, a grammy so he definitely knows what he is doing the song itself was inspired by the Funkadelic song, Free Your Mind and Your Ass Will Follow. Oh my. Oh, such language. (laughs) It was an anti-prejudice song. It kind of came out of the the aftermath of the the LA riots that happened in the early 90s as a result to the um, Rodney King beating. The opening line, Prejudice wrote a song about it, like to hear it, hear it go. It came from David Allen Greer's character, Calhoun Tubbs, from In Living Color. Do you, did you used to watch that show? I used to love In Living Color. Do you remember that? Um, do you remember that character? I barely remember that character. Yeah. He constantly was like, any conversation, it was like, I wrote a song about it. You want to hear it? Here it go. <laughs> and Terry actually was the, the voice who actually said that on the record. Little fun fact, Nigel Phelps was the art director on this video, and he actually won an Academy Award for art direction for the 1989 original Batman movie, um, which is my favorite. Michael Keaton's my favorite Batman. I don't care what anybody says. Um, (laughs) No, but it kind of makes sense, right? Because like, you know, in the beginning of this music video, we see like that big portrait of a man with the top hat screaming and you see the baboon and so that kind of feels it feels batman-y mm, like yeah like penguin-y penguin kind of 
So yeah, I could totally see that. Yeah. The song itself peaked at number eight on the US Billboard Hot 100 and it reached top 20 in the UK where it was also released as an A-side single with giving him something he can feel. So we're starting to, not starting, we're, we're seeing a little bit of a trend with different record companies like offering different tracks in different territories. We're going to give you a double A-side, we're going to give you an A-side and a B-side um, and just, you know, what the what the the thought is behind that whether it's you know giving them a little taste of something different or something that somebody has quote unquote studied and said oh i think this song might do well in this territory versus the other i just think it's you know it's all interesting yeah and especially like it's a rock like this is their rock song right and i think it was kind of a formula in most like artists they have that one rocks song right like like janet jackson had like black cat right where it's like it's all it's to show versatility right and so this this was definitely in vogue's rock song 100 percent. and it makes perfect sense that mark romanic or romanic depends who you ask <laughs> um um he's directing this video right because he's done videos for like nine inch nails lenny kravitz lincoln park Yep. Um, so it makes sense that he's directing this rock song. Yeah. Yeah. What's so great about him as a director, like he knows, he understands light and like composition. And so it, this video it seems crisp and um, elegant, right? Yeah. And so the music video starts where we see a black woman, woman surrounded mm. by bald men. Um, some of them look white. Some look Latin, some look Asian, but they're all light-skinned. So, you know, you're like, what's going on here? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. you're concerned. And then we see a line of people. Uh, it looks like they're waiting out outside uh, to get into a concert, but they're all kind of, like, dancing together. And then this is where, the I think, the music video starts. It's when we see Cindy walking down the runway. And the runway is fully lit, and she is giving supermodel, like... There's, she is walking. Yes. Uh, we see the photographers taking photos. Everyone's just like manic trying to take photos of, uh, of En Vogue walking down the catwalk. And then throughout the audience, we see people who are wearing, um, I'm assuming like they're working in the event, but you see them with headsets and they're like elaborate, right? They're like the headphones on the headset, like for one of them has a metallic uh, rooster uh, some might say cock on the top and um it's connected to like a monocle uh-huh and then that monocle is connected to a smoker pipe and then there's also another cigarette holder so it's just it's a lot um but i think it's supposed to be fabulous and <laughs> um and then yeah and then we are we see in vogue performing a rock concert and also giving a, a fashion show right and so the girls start walking down the runway and they're all um, wearing either black or black and white, um, which makes sense with the song, right? Um, yeah. And they all have some type of train incorporated in their tops. So like either like their jacket has this long tail. Um, but I wrote, um, what did I write? I wrote, the girls are working those trains, honey. <laughs> 
and they are because they really were yeah. right like they are it's fabulous like they're revealing their legs like behind the uh the trains they're just like waving the trains back and forth it's just it's amazing um and then we see like a mosh pit and we see like rockers dancing you know the way they dance and we see the band playing in the background but i feel like i have to emphasize can we say these girls can walk the runway yes yes we can like this is model walking yeah these are r&b singers yeah they are giving stunning yeah walks like take notes <laughs> um but then like like i said earlier like the lighting their spotlights their strobe lights and it's just making this performance just more dynamic but like as i mentioned earlier like we start the video with a, a large uh, artwork of a man yelling we also see a baboon mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how we start the video and that's kind of how we end it mm-hmm. and um i took it as like you see the man yelling and so it's like we're yelling at the dumb baboons to free your mind Mm, yeah i can see that because uh yeah being racist is stupid but yeah like going back uh to the song is a song about prejudice right i i looked up what Merriam-Webster dictionaries cause uh, prejudice, and they define it as an adverse opinion or leaning formed without just grounds or before sufficient knowledge. And I think, like, I was a sociology major, so that kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, I mean, racism is a form of prejudice. Um, that just uh, assumes that members of, of race have distinctive characteristics and that these differences are results in some way because of their racial groups and they're inferior. And so, yes, the song is about prejudice, but it's also about racism, you know? Yeah, of course. And I think some people are afraid to use the word racism, right? Because there's this idea that it's intentional, right? But racism exists and people can be complicit with it and not and they're not aware that they're living in a racist society or, or yet, like I said, complicit with, you know, structures where people do not have equal rights and uh, abilities to succeed. And what a great way to talk about it, right? In yeah. a song that is a yeah. banger. Totally. And, you know, I, I also think it's, really fascinating that in the 90s, you know, we had this event that really kind of polarized society because it was oddly enough, it's kind of like you're either you're either for it or you're against it. And it seems simple, but there are people that were like all for it. Like, and similar to folks today, they're kind of like, you know, if you just do what the cops say, if you just answer the questions, then you'll be okay. Um, and we know that that's not necessarily the case. But back then in the 90s, which was, we were talking 30 years ago, you know, the lyric back then was... Um, be colorblind? Be colorblind, don't be so shallow. Which, yes, 
30 years ago. Yeah, let's start with, let's start with trying to, you know, sounds good, be colorblind, which is like, you don't see color. I think the implication is you don't see color, so you're going to treat everybody the exact same. But on the, the flip side to that, you do have to identify and recognize that there are differences and the, uh, and what unconscious possible bias that there, that there is because of that. So not completely ignoring the obvious, but just kind of knowing how to communicate about that. Um, so today, if they were in the studio, they probably wouldn't write that lyric. Um, but for, for the time in the 90s, Absolutely. It was right on time and it made sense. And you can still get the idea of that song. The point is still made and it's a banger. Right. No. And I think that's right. Like that's the aspiration, right? Like the aspiration sure. yeah, is absolutely. to be colorblind, but that can't happen until we acknowledge what is happening or what existed. Yeah. That reminds me of, um, I, as I mentioned, I was a sociology major. We had a, an assignment in a class where we needed to um, go to a restaurant and describe the clientele and like take like statistics, like talk, you know, count how many people came in and what who they were. And of course, like we went, we shared our results in class, and of course, everyone talked about age, uh, race, like body type. Um, gender, you know, the usual sociological things. And there was one student who she didn't talk about race. And then the professor asked her, he said, you didn't mention race, everyone else did. And then she responded with, I don't see race. And then I turned around and I looked at her, I'm like, you're racist. <laughs> <laughs> what did she say? Um, she's like, oh, well, I don't see that. And then the, the the professor kind of interrupted and was like, well, I mean, it's a fact, like it exists. Right. Facts are facts. <laughs> yeah. And like, unless you're actually colorblind in nope. the medical sense of the word, then no. yes. <laughs> uh, some students afterwards came up to me and they're like, oh my God, I'm so glad you said that. So for this story, I guess I'm the hero. <laughs> yes, you are. No, thank you. Thank you for noticing. <laughs> I appreciate you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> this actually won, Free Your Mind actually won eight MTV Video Music Awards that year. So that's, you know, it, it resonated. People saw it. People got it. And, you know, amazing. Nice. It also was nominated for a Grammy for Best Rock Vocal Performance by Duo or Group. And I thought it was interesting that it was nominated in that category. I mean, it is a rock song, so that in itself. And it was also against, you know, heavy hitters like Red Hot Chili Peppers and U2. And U2 actually won that one for Ashwin Baby. But um, the fact that it was even in that category, we know it was an anti-prejudice song. But the fact that it was, you know, you had these four Black women who were doing a rock song, essentially, in this category that is technically never sees anybody of color, let alone mm. women. That's also another way of, you know, getting folks to kind of like, you know, free your mind. Mm -hmm. Well, the funny thing is, right? Like 
rock came from black music. I know that. And you know that <laughs> there's certain people who would disagree with you. <laughs> right. I remember like the, I don't want to say the first time, but I remember going to a white stripes concert, watching it like performed live, just the bass and the rhythm. And I'm like, Oh my God. Yes, this is soul music. Rock came from soul music. Like, it, you can't deny it. Oh, people do. Listen, they got to give it up and turn it loose. Yes, they do. You're slaying today. <laughs> yes. So the fourth <laughs> single, it's called Give It Up, Turn It Loose. No. What are the odds? <laughs> that came out in November of 1992 it references a sample of james brown's give it up or turn it loose this video was this video was directed by marcus nispel he also directed videos across many genres of music ranging from cnc music factory ll cool j mariah carey b52s luis miguel elton john countless others um interestingly enough he stopped doing that, and then he went into the horror movie genre, oh. making making horror movies. I'm sure dealing with certain like artists was like a horror film. Am I right? <laughs> I I believe you. I believe you. Yeah, totally. Um, the single reached number 15 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100, number 16 on the Billboard Hot R&B singles chart, and number 22 on the U.K. single chart. It was also nominated for a Grammy for Best R&B Performance by a Duo or Group with Vocals. We had the adorable Maxine Jones on lead entirely. And we had the adorable Maxine Jones on lead entirely. Yeah. And the, the album version um, is not what we hear in the music video. Um, the album version starts with the girls um, singing their version of the Beatles yesterday. Right, right, right. Yeah. It's interrupted because Don is distracted because of Kevin Swahili. And um, one of the girls, <laughs> one of the girls points out that um, he's seen Shanika. Snake. And so it sounds like Terry, Terry saying like dogs. <laughs> what was it? Dog. Canine. <laughs> oh, leave them alone. Um, it sounds like Terry, where she's saying, hey, we shouldn't attack poor Dawn because we've all been through it. Um, and so let's sing about it. So we got to give it up and turn it loose. Um, which reminds me of SWV when, you know, they were asking, they're telling Coco to sing about it. Yes. <laughs> Just sing it out. When Lily was Just sing it out. Lily's like, sing it to him, Coco. Um, Yes. <laughs> so uh, the video starts with uh, scenes. Uh, it seems like Harlem in uh, the late 50s, early 60s. Um, and we see people going about their days in the neighborhood. It seems like a hot day, but the radio mentions, like you hear a radio playing and uh, the radio mentions that it's 65, 66 degrees. So relax. It's not that hot. Um, <laughs> So we hear the radio mention something about the Idlewild uh, Airport. Yeah. Which is what we know now as JFK. Yeah. And so the Idlewild uh, Airport opened in 1948. 
um, and became JFK in 1963. Um, and we do see posters of JFK hanging around the neighborhood. So it's around that time. And so we see the girls at the beauty shop and they're looking amazing with their hair and their pearl necklaces, their earrings and amazing outfits. And the video is essentially it's girl talk, right? Yeah. Um, it's saying, hey, we're amongst ourselves. We're dolling ourselves up uh, and we're telling each other, uh, you need to let that guy go. You know, um, and one of my favorite lines of the song is, um, "Ow, if they don't want you, you don't need it, girl." <laughs> yeah, right. And because that reminds me of my my line that I always say. Do you know what that is? Um, not the line exactly, but it's kind of like if you don't want me, fuck you, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that well paraphrased. Um, that's definitely I think that's the essence of it. Yeah, that's definitely the essence. Um, no, it's I'm not that into you if you're not that into me. Yes, you're. Yes, yes, yes. Totally same thing. And if you're into me, I'm into you. If they're into you, you're into them. Oh, yes, right. But just like in general, not yeah. Friendships, hard acquaintances, romantic partners, like the gamut. Of course, you want people who like you. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> totally, totally. I think I had gotten distracted because I was like, oh, wait, but if, if somebody is interested in you romantically, but you're not into them, just because they're into you doesn't mean that you're going to be into but it gives It gives them a leg up. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely Got gives it. them a leg up. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, this song is about women empowerment. <laughs> it's not about me. <laughs> But what I love about this music video is that the girls are reading a copy of Vogue because they're in Vogue. Yep. Fun. Do you see what I did there? Because they're in Vogue. I did. You're amazing. You're... What line of work are you in? Um, technology, apps, partnerships. Stay there. Stay there. <laughs> oh, yep. Okay. Fair. <laughs> uh, what did you think of the music video? I, You know, I love that it was set in a, a different time a, a period piece music video if you will um i did hear that radio announcement and i was kind of confused i was like 65 that sounds like nice weather it's not yeah. getting too hot you know maybe 75 but i mean they're not like sweltering nobody's like patting down their head too too much there is an old man there is an old there is? with with a napkin and he's like sweat uh, swiping the sweat off his brow oh but he's also like in a like three-piece suit right because you dressed up in those days right like just to you know go out to the grocery store yeah you, you dressed up when you went out oh the good yeah. old days <laughs> i'm not wearing any pants right now <laughs> <laughs> Just wearing a t-shirt. <laughs> Listen, it's it's a it's a different time. We've we've come a long way. <laughs> you have rights to not wear pants in your own house. Absolutely. Oh, I'm not at home. Oh. <laughs> Get out of that Whole Foods. <laughs> Ideal place to do a podcast. <laughs> um. 
you know, I love the fact that that they were in the beauty parlor. Everybody's getting, you know, their hair done, different different styles. I there's a there's a shot of Dak's hair grease. And oh yeah. If you are a black person or maybe other person of color who grew up in the, you know, before the eighties, you knew about Dak's hair grease. I always thought it smelled like bacon. It had like a bacon aroma mm. to me. Um, but it was thick, it was green, you know, memories because everybody had that hair grease. It was very nostalgic and, and beauty salons. That was the opportunity usually happened on a Saturday. You're getting your hair done for a lot of people getting their hair done for church. A lot of other people they are getting it ready for, to, to go, to hang out on, on Saturday. And it was just, you know, similar to what we have in our, in this day and time. Barbershops are places to congregate. Beauty salons, same thing. Because you will be there for hours. Um, it's a place to, to gossip, get the latest tea, see what's happening around the neighborhood, um, catch up with, with folks maybe you haven't seen in a while. So um, I, I appreciated the, um, the nostalgic feeling that it gave me. You know what? I like to think that they were getting all dressed up uh, to go vote because the there's the, the posters the jfk posters were for his election so you know that's important i like that take you've got great takes that would also make sense go out and vote do do you get dressed up to go vote yes actually i do um did i tell you that time where sjp sarah jessica parker um cut me in line when i was voting of course yes rude <laughs> She was there with hubby. That sounds pretty rude. Yeah. I mean, but were you, but were you shocked? Not really, right? No, it felt, it felt Yeah. And uh, she bumped into me. She goes, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, first you cut me. Now, now you bump into me. And she goes, did I cut you? And I said, yes. And then she just looked away. No, no, I'm sorry. No. <laughs> like, no, she was too busy taking selfies. And wait, did she proceed to still vote ahead of you? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, she just looked at she looked at me and she looked away like, like oh no, like, like she felt uncomfortable, <laughs> like she was the victim in this uh, exchange. And listen, did she have to go to the back of the line? She got exactly what she wanted. That is a tactic. It works for a lot of people. And then she took photos while she was in the booth. She, that is, I'm. Sure, that's not the first time she's done that, and it probably is not going to be the last. So you can learn a little bit of something from her. Fair. <laughs> Speaking of of things being unfair, can we spend a minute or two to talk about the background vocals and how unfair that it was that they sounded so good? Oh my god! Across this entire album, and you know. What's different about this group than the other um, ladies that we've covered is that they all got the opportunity to do lead across the album, um, lead on their own, do a co-lead um, for Free Your Mind. They got to do, uh, it was all of them who, who got a verse. But then they also were so, the, the background vocals were so integral to all of these songs. It just really added that that extra flavor. And you could just tell us like, yes, the dudes were trying to put together a girl group, but for them to be able to sing, look gorgeous, 
walk the runway um and and dance yeah. that's that's a lot and at sometimes at some points doing that simultaneously and making sure when you're doing your background harmonies that you're at the right place somebody's on top somebody's on bottom at the bottom you got to fit in the middle like it's it's a lot and they just made it sound so good and they were just so they had such a mature vocal there's a, a good potential that with the production and the fact that they were gorgeous they could have had an album and just been like mediocre singers and it would have been fine the beats would have been hot the samples crazy and we would have eaten it up but the fact that they were like no 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 we sing we are true artists and we can can harmonize that's like huge yeah i mean everything you you just said is perfection because yes i back that up 1000% like the best part of free your mind is when they bring it back to the r&b part where they do melodies like they do the the melody right mm -hmm. and they're layered it's har they're harmonizing you, yep. everyone's hitting the right note and that's actually kind of what makes the song amazing as well right like it's just, there's this rocks song and then you hear this amazing melody that is like it's like a slice of cake it's like the layers are just perfect yeah no agreed and then i always sing um i actually add an extra layer and it's usually like bada boom that's what i would contribute if i was um part of the uh the group <laughs> amazing and you know what you're a dude so you probably would have gotten like 25 percent of the cut oh no no i'm not angry about it though i'm just spitting facts it's not funny because it's true <laughs> <laughs> i guess love don't love you i guess not amazing amazing because that leads us into our fifth and final single that was released off of the funky divas album and that was also a top 40 single in the u.s Terry and Cindy did leads on that one. What was it called? It was called Love Don't Love You. Oh my God. I just said that. We are just simpatico here. You're, you're magical. The video for this allegedly consists of clips from Give Him Something He Can Feel for Your Mind, as well as videos from their previous album, Lies and You Don't Have to Worry. However, I have scoured the internet cannot find this video anywhere. Um, so if you are listening and you know what I'm talking about, sit, sit, send us a URL, hit up the, the email, do a, do a little DM, let us know. What's that email? Uh, that email is remembermusicvideos at gmail.com. Or feel free to uh, direct message us on the RMV podcast at the Tiki Talkies or the Instagrammy. And the Facebook, because we do that too. <laughs> yeah, we do Facebook. Yeah, we do it all. Like these ladies. Um, to be quite honest, I don't remember this song being uh, played on the radio um, or the music video. It was never on my radar. I definitely don't recall the music video. I feel like the song sounds vaguely familiar, um, but also like this is the fifth single that was released and we, you know, they said it was a compilation video. So, you know, we were kind of, they were definitely on the tail end of the, um, the singles from this album. So I could see it being released 
but not, you know, I don't know that if folks were checking for it, like they would have been checking for the, the previous tracks, but it was a single, you know, nonetheless, but yeah, we'll, we'll probably, um, we'll, we'll probably put a video of the lyrics or a, a video of the, the actual audio on the, on the playlist. Totally. Uh, yeah. Don't forget to check out, um, the playlists that are on our, uh, YouTube channel and Apple music and Facebook. Yeah. So, um, so this was, this was a great episode. Love going down memory lane with these ladies. They slayed, they have a kind of interesting history in the sense of, you know, they had another album and then they kind of went down to, they lost a couple members just because Maxine and Dawn were just kind of like, nope, we're not doing this. We're, we, we, no, we're not gonna. There's another woman who came in to complete the group in the sense of they could be in vogue and travel and tour. So that's what they did. Their status of, as of now, I think they might still be that trio. Maxine and Dawn are like not still not, not having it. Um, which quite Frank, listen, I don't know the details. I won't pretend to, but I think it makes, I think it makes sense that, you know, what, how much, what are the, what are the ends? What are we talking about? Like, we we know how this industry can be and you know if if that's not what they want for their for their own personal selves in their life fair enough like just keep doing you but i would i i love them i love the way they meld so if by some stroke of luck they should come together again for um you know as a quartet i would definitely go see them in concert. Totally. I mean, they're fine as EV3, but um, in my mind, they'll always be the four girls that we uh, we, we met uh, in the first two albums. Yes. Agreed. Great episode. Oh, this was fun, Crystal. Yes. I know. I really love these these albums and these, these artists and these videos, but I think it's that time, Crystal. What time is it? Uh, it's a part of the show that we call. Uh, so, what are you listening to? Uh, we have thirty seconds uh, to an to an hour to go over a song we're listening to this week. Um, it doesn't have to do with this week's album or artist. It doesn't have to be a good song. It doesn't have to be a bad song. Um, it doesn't have to have a music video, but it can. And so, Crystal, I'm going to ask you. So, what are you listening to? Oh yeah, get get ready for it. Brace yourself. I don't Actually, think I'm ready. You don't, to, you don't you don't need to brace yourself. It's not that. No, it's definitely one of the ones you're gonna be like, oh. But I want to I'm gonna take you through my my thinking for this. Okay. So, the "Give It Up or Turn It Loose" song that we just spoke of that references James Brown's song of the same name but it actually uses a sample from a track called Impeach the President from a group called the Honey Drippers. Now, many a rapper, R&B artist have sampled this song. Since the 80s, it could very well be one of the most sampled songs in hip hop history. Artists like Eric B and Rakim, Janet Jackson, Chris Cross, like the list goes on. And it's very simple. You've definitely heard it before. It's just kind of like, mm, uh, mm, 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 uh. Mm, uh, mm, mm, mm. Wait, is that a boom cat? Um, I don't know. Is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> 
so this sample was used for the Notorious B.I.G. track called The What that he did with Method Man. Do you remember The What? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you know that I'm like a little bit obsessed? Well, yes. A lot obsessed with Method, Method Man. Man. You know yep. this, right? Mm -hmm. Wait, was it the glassy eye? Is that what you're into with Method Man? I do love a glassy eye. I definitely had a thing for, for lazy eyes. A hunchback? It's... <laughs> Not altogether. I just, I just like things like that. I just find them endearing. Um, but listen, have you seen Method Man lately? Oh, I haven't seen him lately. He's sexy. He's sexy. He does a lot of acting. So anyway, loves me some, um, some Method Man. Um, so keep that in mind for a second. Mary J. Blige did a cover of Rose Royce's I'm Going Down. Of course, you familiar with that one? Yes. Incidentally, Matthew Rolston also directed that video. Love that. And Mary's like a lounge singer, and then she's you know be, it, you know it kind of alternates between her being the lounge singer and then kind of duplicates of her in like this black suit. She's like, um, what did I call it? She's swaggy strutting down some down some stairs. Yes, yeah, she is. But but that is not what I'm listening to. What I'm listening to is the I'm Going Down remix, which samples. The what song? Remember all the days when loving you was easy. Yes, that is what I'm listening to. Yes. And I'm like, oh my God, I forgot about that uh -huh. song. So it took me there going, it, it, and it all started with the with the honey drippers. And then um, I was just kind of like, oh, okay. So yes, that is, a, that is a long way of me saying that is what I'm listening to. Oh my God. One, I hate when my honey drips. <laughs> Two, um, Bad Boy, they're... Those remixes, yeah, they, because there were so many of them, right? And you're so like, many. you love the originals, and you're like, this is great. But then, like, yeah, they kind of reinvented the songs and just didn't. Did he say like, <gasps> I invented the remix? Is that his thing? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen, I'll give it to him. Like, I'll give it to him. <laughs> it seems like you know there were some people who were doing remixes just kind of using the same vocal track and then just maybe putting a different beat to it. But then he was just like, no, we're going to give a different song with different lyrics and a different beat. And that's kind of genius because you can still buy the album, but the remix is not going to be on that album. So you still wanted those songs on that album, but then you also wanted the single with those different remixes. Yeah. He reimagined. They, they were reimagined. I like to say. Fair. Yeah. 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 Agreed. Yep. Great yeah. choice. Great choice. So... The same question goes to you. What's that? What are you listening to? Oh, <laughs> um, I am listening to because well, we were listening to En Vogue, and around the time I think when the first album kind of came out, um, you know, I was introduced to the brand new Heavies. Yes, and mm -hmm. I was listening to uh, Never Stop by the brand new Heavies. Mm -hmm. uh, Nadia Davenport was the lead singer and she was American and she was uh, the the lead singer of a UK group, of the group, right? I thought she was from the UK this whole time. <laughs> nope, nope, no. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, this song, it, it just puts me in a good mood. Yep. It reminds me of summer. It's, it's an uplifting track, like, you know, because you never stop, just you know, keep doing yeah. it. And um, yeah, if you're ever feeling down, listen to the song. The video's shot in the beach and you see the band having a good time. And um, 
it reminds me it reminded me when i was on vacation right you know going back to like you know living your day-to-day and it's like heavy and um it's not here right it's uh, it's late when you're on, on holiday um and it's always great to see white people hanging out with people of color um, <laughs> so i really and it's refreshing when they have uh rhythm and they have funk um and so yeah this is a great song you should i love out. i love that song well, you know i love it. that song you listen you, you never know with me you know my mind yeah <laughs> I love it. <laughs> never stop. Never stop. Yes. I'm not going to keep that. But yes. Classic. No, you no. should. Cla- classic. <laughs> so good. Now I'm going to have to listen to that. Because uh, I feel like they had another um, they had another big song as well, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that was like later on. And then she went solo later too, right? She did. I did not really follow her after that. Dream on Dreamer? Dream on Dreamer. That's the one. Yep. Yes. I remember that. Yeah. Amazing. I'm glad we got to go down memory road, memory road. I'm glad we got to go down memory lane. Memory um, uh, center. Memory center. <laughs> memory, memory avenue. Memory mall. Memory drive. Oh, Memory Court. Memory. Oh, I don't got anything else. We got Memory Boulevard. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's next to the Boulevard Dreams. All right. Okay, great. <laughs> I think that is a perfect way to end it. So that does it for this edition of Remember Music Videos. Uh, we want to thank everyone who gave us a listen. A huge thank you to En Vogue for giving us something to feel and talk about. Our theme music is by Audrey Harris Culver of Lady Socket. If you'd like to see the music videos we discussed today, you can find them on our YouTube channel, Apple Music, and Facebook. And give us a follow on Instagram and TikTok at RMV Podcast. Just a reminder that all videos might not be available online or in your territory, but that could change, so keep checking. If you have any thoughts, or if you have a favorite video that you'd like us to discuss, send us an email at remembermusicvideos at gmail.com. If you like what you heard, go ahead and click that like button, follow, subscribe, and feel free to give us a rating. Five stars only, but most importantly, remember music videos. And if you don't know, you better ask somebody, baby. Until next time. Bye. No animals were harmed during the recording of this podcast. <coughs> oh my goodness. That's what I thought of it. Got you choked up? <laughs> got me choked up. <laughs> Listen, you gotta give it up and let it loose. <coughs> wow. <laughs>